The members of this program are all Master Masons and speak of Freemasonry based upon their personal experiences and studies. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not reflect that of any grand or subordinate lodges or the jurisdictions in which they operate. All right, and welcome to Crypticast. We want to thank everybody for their uh, huge outpouring of support and uh, your just your interaction with our last few podcasts. Uh, we're just so excited to see the kind of momentum we're seeing and, the, and what we're sparking in everybody's hearts and minds, and uh, we're excited about it. We we love talking about this, we, uh, all these subjects we talk about as Master Masons, and we're glad that we're actually just reaching people that are just interested in it and it's sparking something in them. And uh, we want to reach out. I know, Anthony, you follow our – Anthony leads our social media. He does an incredible job at it. Okay. And uh, we have a lot of people that uh, just been talking to us and asking us questions. And Anthony, we want to do a few shout outs to the yeah, people that have been absolutely. following us. You got something? Yeah, absolutely. Wanted to give a couple of shout outs to a few people who've uh, commented on our podcast. Uh, Charmed65 says, quickly becoming my weekly must listen oh, podcast. Awesome. So thanks, yeah, guys. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Freeman Mason, he asks a very interesting question. He first says, mm-hmm. hey, really enjoying the podcast. Just wondering. When we're going to get to the part where y'all talk about dressing up in costumes <laughs> and doing rituals. Thanks. We will post it. So, yeah, that's going to be a future podcast. We're yeah. going to talk about well, like, See, what everybody doesn't know <laughs> is that, that will... we are always dressed up in that while exactly. we do these podcasts. That will be we're our first YouTube now. video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're dressed up now. Uh, uh, looks like the Psycho 56. That's a oh, great name. The Psycho 56. Just heard their first two episodes and I learned so much. Both my grandfathers are Masons for over 40 years. So this has piqued my interest. Awesome. So, I think yeah. I learned so much from those first two as well. Did you? Yeah. 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 And, and I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners are listening too because, you know, they, they either know Mason, yes. but a lot of people are, you know, descended from Masons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they yeah. don't know anything about it. No. I mean, they don't. I, you know, I mean, I know my grandfather was, my great-grandfather, all the way back, yeah. generations, mm-hmm. all the way back where, and I think everybody's got similar stories. Yeah. But I think this is one of the very first kind of, uh, venues a lot of people have to really kind of ask questions or just to learn right yeah. Yeah. even a little bit about it and I think you know, I think it takes away a lot of the stigma right. of it you know there's a lot of disinformation out there about Freemasonry uh, there's a lot of just flat-out lies and rumors oh, yeah. um, about I mean you know I'll be honest with you my parents are still kind of okay yeah, all right yeah. okay okay you know you know, people ask, you know, like I mentioned in our last podcast, you know, somebody asked me why we use blood in our rituals or, <laughs> you know, where are the goats and things like that. You know, some things are, you know, kind of fun, but funny, but some people are legit scared or, yeah, you yeah, know, suspi- downright suspicious of Freemasonry. And I hope these kind of podcasts have really kind of just helped dispel a lot of that uh, and bring kind of comfort. But at the same time, the pursuit of truth, pursuit of knowledge should make you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So we, I, th- I think part of the reason a lot of people are finding some uh, interest in, especially our last podcast, these are very controversial subjects we're talking about. They're they're weird. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're kind of uncomfortable to ask some kind of, to to talk about these kind of things, to ask questions uh, like this that lead down these paths. So, uh, but that's, that's the fun part of it too, is that you can go down rabbit holes it doesn't mean that you're mindless and that you're just going to believe everything you hear. Right. Right. But you have to go down to a rabbit hole sometime to figure out what's not true. Yeah. You can't you know find the rabbit unless you go down the rabbit hole. It, exactly. And in the, in the, in the, in the pursuit of finding the authentic and the, and the real and the true, you've got to wade your way through a lot of just crap. Well, yeah, just crap. You know, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You got, and you have to do that. And, and not to just, you know, boast about our podcast. We, we love our podcast, but there's a lot of, 
there's several Freemason podcasts out there, and they're mostly geared towards Freemasons. They are. But this one, this one's mostly geared towards everyone. Yeah, it and is. So yeah. whether you're a Mason or not. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, there's a big one. to speak to the lay person. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. yeah there's absolutely. a big one, the Masonic Roundtable. They're a really big yeah. podcast, and that's, I mean, they're, they are more geared towards Freemasons. Yeah. Like, and towards and Freemasons. I think we have a lot of Masons that listen sure. to yeah, us yeah, as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know we do. Uh, they, they've talked to us and commented on oh, it. Yeah. And so uh, we, we welcome everybody. That's absolutely. the point. Yes. And we want people to know that Masons are not, you know, these just mysterious figures that nobody knows. Right. Or people with, you know, uh, you know, motives that may make everyone else uncomfortable or that are nefarious in some way. We're just, I mean, we're extraordinary people. <laughs> but we're just normal people. You know, we're just normal people. And uh, that, we that we love uh, to, we love to learn. We love knowledge. We love yeah. the liberal arts. We love this world we're in. Yeah. Uh, we love the people that are around us. We want to be better. We want to make this place better. And we want to know everything. I think I've yeah. said that so much. It's just kind of old. I think I wear it as a shirt, yeah. but I just want to know. Just want to know. And uh, you know, that's what Freemasonry uh, affords us. I think that's what we say on our on our Twitter is we don't want to we don't want to just believe. We want to know. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. So, um, and we've been doing this series on the uh, on secret societies around the world and throughout history. Uh, of course, Freemasonry is a secret society or a society with secrets. Uh, for so long, it was a secret society. Yeah. I mean, for centuries, yeah. uh, it was an, a known unknown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so we kind of came out of the dark uh, into the world and into the, into the you know public consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three what three centuries ago, almost, yeah. almost exactly seventeen seventeen three oh three three hundred and three years ago. Yeah. Um, and so now we're free to kind of talk about this from the position of Freemasonry. Right. And so yeah. and, and and going into secret societies, we talked last time we. Uh, delved into Aleister Crowley over uh, the course of two podcasts and talked about the OTO. Uh, we talked about the Golden Dawn, the Thelema yeah. uh, religion. <clears throat> There's a lot of other secret societies, and we mentioned some. And I think the one, the hot word that everybody talks about, that everybody wants to know about, that everybody whispers <laughs> under their breath when I talk about Freemasonry, as if it's the same thing, is the word Illuminati. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> so let's go. I mean, let's go. Let's go ahead and get Some it all good out. Sound effects there. So let me ask you a question. First of all, is Freemasonry part of the Illuminati? <laughs> Jeff, um, I don't believe so. But there have been um, some people who speculated in writing um, at one time that they felt that the Illuminati infiltrated the free and accepted masons yeah okay and uh the part of it is because we have made no no secret about this we talk about bringing you to light it's illumination illumination yeah and so that's where people kind of draw that i mean what i have seen in my own experience is no we are we are absolutely not linked to the illuminati well let me ask you a question okay so the everybody says the illuminati we've seen it in movies we've read it in books we've uh, a lot of that. YouTube videos. Yeah, all, all over the place. So, first question: Is the Illuminati real? Oh yeah, they, absolutely. They yeah. were real. They, they were uh, real. They existed. Where yeah, did they? they were, are, they're still real today. I don't, uh, I don't think they're still real today. I think the original intent from the original. Well, society I mean, give us a little forward. backstory then. Where well, did the Illuminati come from? It was seventeen, which is funny. Seventeen seventy-six. Um, yeah. Adam Weishaupt was one of the co- was one of the was the founder of the of the Illuminati. It actually had a different name in the beginning, um, Perfectionalist, or, or something. I can't remember the exact phrase they used, but they changed the, the name to Illuminati. Perfectivist, I believe. Perfectivist, yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. And um, what he originally done, he had started out in Freemasonry, 
and got through the first two degrees. And after the Fellowcraft degree, he's like, no. And <laughs> just backed out. And that's when he kind of started doing his own thing and forming his own society. And that's kind of where it kind of takes a different turn. Um, he took a lot of stuff from Freemasonry, but it wasn't ever Freemasonry. See, that's where I have a hard time with the story because Adam Weishaupt was a Jesuit priest, I believe. No, he was not a Jesuit priest. He he taught at a Jesuit school as in Bavaria. A, okay, yeah, that's at right. At a Jesuit yeah. school in Bavaria. Yeah. And then Pope Clement the Fourteenth, I believe, um, disbanded I like the Jesuits from only being the ones that could teach law. I, I haven't seen one through 13, so yeah, I can't either. Um, <laughs> so whenever they'd done that, he was able to become a law teacher at the school there. Yeah. And so he, and that's kind of what got behind the whole aspect of him being so secretive and so kind of building that because he was, he was not a Jesuit. What was the purpose of, of the Illuminati? I think it was to, um, if we're going, we're going to go by that narrative, it was to perfect the, uh, the, the, the Masonic degrees essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and really it was more about power, uh, yes. controlling certain parts of, uh, you know, Germany, particularly, uh, they were in Germany. That's where so it was very, very, it was almost politically focused. It seems like, it, it seems like that according to that. Yeah. Narrative. yeah. Yes. According to the narrative, he, he, yeah. like Anthony said, I think he, he got into the first two degrees and he looked at it and saw that it's, it's not what it needs to be. And he wanted yeah. to take it and perfect it. And when he originally started working his degrees, there was no Freemasonic degrees, including in the Illuminati degrees. He brought those in at a later date and created three classes of degrees within the Illuminati. Which would be the same, the first three degrees of Freemasonry. Yeah, the first three of which he, he actually never had the third degree given on him He he's in Freemasonry, yeah. when he was in Freemasonry. Yeah, but he hooked up with that one guy that um, was a Mason. Um, Kanige or something like that. It's, yeah. it's a weird he, last name. He, had, he was a Mason, so he had his Masonic he, degrees. Yeah, he was, he was real know. ritualistic when it came to Masonry. He knew, yeah. he knew Masonry. He was one yeah. a really high end, one of the high ritualistic guys in Freemasonry at the time in Germany. Right. Yeah, and he introduced those degrees into the Illuminati. Yes. Uh, he, he, now, felt, the, he felt like they were needed. Now, this is some of the main narrative that we've heard, and this is, I think Johnny Royal did a, did a whole yes. documentary about this called The Illuminati. Or illuminated. Uh, illuminated, yes. And so th that's the narrative that a lot of the world thinks yeah. that they know. How did they get such a nefarious reputation? Well, I mean, the, obviously they're politically motivated. Well, it's hard well, to come well, The reason they got nefarious that. is it, it really got to power, and, and, and I mean, unfortunately got about money. Yeah. And um, so what they were doing is Kanige, I think it's his name, was coming in. He brought him in. And he was going in, and they were, I mean, they were literally infiltrating Freemasonic lodges to recruit. They yes. were recruiting yeah. at a high rate. They were recruiting from the from Freemasonry into the Illuminati. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that's a powerful connection. Oh yeah, yes, definitely, very, especially during that time. Yeah. During that time, yes. So I mean, it's I mean, big wigs. It's possible then that part of the recruiting is recruiting Freemasons to stay stay inside Freemasonry, is it not? I would say that yes. It, it, I mean, you're 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 becoming part of the Illuminati, but you're also a Freemason. So I think the attempt was to completely take over Freemasonry. It was and. Uh, Basically, make all of Freemasonry the Illuminati. So, if they succeeded, would we have, would we know? You know, that's just uh, the <laughs> uh, We probably would not. We probably would we not just, know. We just keep on going and say, yeah. "This is a beautiful system." Failed <laughs> <laughs> an allegory. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that phrase. Yeah, they, well, they were they and they wanted to infiltrate and bring them in, and yeah. so I, I think that's where you really get a lot of the bad as far as like, they're trying to take over the world because. And that, I mean, they put a lot of, once they started finding out what was going on, it put a bad taste in a lot of Freemasons' mouths. Yeah, but it, it led to a major conflict oh, between yeah, Freemasonry and 
and the Illuminati, did it not? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's some strange theories out there that even like Adam Weishaupt was able to uh, convince the colonists that he was George Washington. <laughs> and so, I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hold on, can can you ex- explain <laughs> that first? I is this that. before or after George Washington? Because one would uh, be incredible. This is and during George Washington's time that. Uh, uh, I think that it's kind of like that whole Beatles idea that, uh, that that Paul McCartney died and somebody else took his place as far as well, impersonating I mean, him. But that's true. But the, <laughs> what's the other part I have to do? Well, yeah, I mean... So, so basically what they're saying is that Adam Weishaupt was actually the president of the United States, not George Washington. He was just impersonating George Washington. It's a theory. I mean, yeah, it's lots crazy. of YouTube. Say what? It, yeah. Say what? <laughs> okay. Well, that, we'll have to rewrite a lot. <clears throat> no. So, I mean, uh, when when did we start to see? I mean, we, they obviously have had enough of an impact that people still talk to them about it today. I think more people would probably yeah. recognize the term Illuminati than than if you just said Freemason. Absolutely. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's got a th- kind of a theory on the Illuminati. I mean, so are, are they still around? I mean, did they go underground? I mean, also, I mean, Freemasonry has kind of a reputation throughout history of of absorption. Yeah, I think there is an aspect of <laughs> no, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. There is an aspect that uh, they did go underground because at the time, the the main voice, the main power, the control at the time was Roman Catholic Church. Right. Yeah. And Roman Catholicism was really big in Germany at that time. So at, it, that, time, at that time, still is. But they, um, the, it, they were forced on the ground because, I mean, being free-thinking and not being told what to believe, what you had to believe. I mean, even at the time, the church on most of the land in Germany, I mean, it was just overran yeah. by the Roman Catholic Church. And so being against that and being able to think for yourself and say, no, we don't believe it. I mean, it's, it's, it, I believe they really got pushed on the ground. I think that what you would, if, you, if you want to create a similarity between what they, what they were and what we could visualize now is they were academics, yeah. uh, basically, who... Uh, essentially didn't agree with the Roman Catholic Church. And they were scientists, they were poets, they were philosophers, and their philosophy essentially went against the Roman Catholic Church. So they had to hide. They had yeah. to be underground. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a common theme of a, a lot of secret societies. Yeah. Sure. Not yeah, every secret so- society is, evolves out of that conflict. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think Freemasonry probably has its, yep. at least a lot of its roots in Europe. I uh, think from it, that very concept. I think if uh, you know, if you really look at it from a standpoint of you've got Roman Catholicism coming out of Italy, it's controlling part of Europe, and then you've got Freemasonry coming out of Great Britain and France to some degree, controlling that part of Europe to some right. degree. You're stuck in the middle somewhere. You're you're Germany. You're you know you're trying to create an enlightened, illuminated group. And I mean, not not to add to conspiracy theories, but the very first. Uh, <laughs> non-Italian Pope for, what, 700 years was a man named Cardinal Ratzinger? Yes. Oh, yeah. From Germany? Yeah. From Germany, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not saying there's a connection. I'm just saying there's a connection. <laughs> there's probably a But, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I believe that up until recently, the the Roman Catholic Church had forbidden its male members from even being a Freemason. Yes, oh, still yes, do. They, now, yeah. they still do, do they They not? still do. They, there was what, a reaffirmation, right. actually, uh, pretty recently, recently in the last few years. Well, 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 that's where the Catholic Church formed the Knights of Columbus. So, 
Catholics that yeah. wanted to be involved in, I guess, a secret society could join the Knights those, of Columbus. Those Knights of Columbus guys really stole our Knight Templar look, didn't they? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, wearing their chapeaus. I, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't know. Uh, uh, what we look like up there when we're in our Knight Templar meetings, wearing a chapeau and a sword. Nice, nice. The Knights of Columbus look it? just like that. Oh. But they got to... a cool little cape, too. We oh, they do, yeah. Well, we, we don't have that. Can't, we need capes. Yeah. Well, there is a, I mean, there's still a military order of the... Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. It, the, yeah, but the Knights Templar were disbanded. Uh, it's the Knights of Malta. That's right. right. Yeah, that was, right. And that was the competitor well, of the original Knights Templar. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah and, that, and then the Jesuits, too, weren't they pretty much a strong arm of the supposedly like the, the, the like the keepers of the of the yeah. knowledge for the church or something? I don't think they well, were. Well, kind of a little person. bit. I know, like... Uh, they were purifiers. There's variations of degrees we all receive when we go through the Scottish Rite, and yeah. I know... You guys did it in one Orient, in one valley, and I did it in another one, and the wording was different. Yeah, I remember you telling us that, yes. they did mention the Jesuits. In one of these rituals, they say the Jesuits stole our ritual and used <laughs> it for the basest of purposes. What? What? Are you talking about where you you were went through? Yes. Okay, because I don't remember that. Yeah, they didn't say it in years. Ah. Yeah, they didn't say it in So years. it's okay. different, you know, the, so... Well, it is, it is interesting that, uh, I mean, if anybody knows the kind of the history of the Knights Templar and the Knights of Malta, know that they were bitter enemies. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Definitely. And during the Great Persecution, when Knights Templar was, you know, formally uh, excommunicated as an order, basically, right. yeah. and, and were persecuted down, who, who inherited all of their lands, who the inherited Malta. all of their property? Knights of Malta. Malta. The Knights of Malta, yeah. right? And uh, who does the Roman Catholic Church no longer allow its members to be Freemasons. members of? Yeah. As Freemasonry. Yeah. Have no, they, it, they, they haven't said it. They, they haven't even come out and said, oh, you can't join Islam either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just strictly I mean, forbidden yes, to be a Freemason. Yes, that's, lo- yeah, that's logical. It's not true. to join Islam if you're a Roman Catholic, but how many other places do they, I mean, uh, organizations do they ban their their followers from joining? Right, that's very strange. I don't know yeah. of any. None. I could do some research, but I don't. And, and I've done a lot of research on the Roman Catholic Church because there's, there's a couple things. It does fascinate me because it is it is an ancient institution mm-hmm. and it's and I, I always describe people i was raised protestant i always tell people I, I look at the protestant reformation protestantism and roman catholicism as there was a divorce but the roman catholic church got to keep the house you know what i mean they got yeah. all the cool stuff right. <laughs> you know and i don't think protestantism yeah. wanted that but i mean going, going back to it um does the illuminati exist today in such a way but what would they look like I mean, what were their their core beliefs? That is it com, is it even compatible to today, in a sense? I mean, if they if they are seeking political power, yeah. if they are seeking to influence the world as we seek to influence the world, we just seek to influence the world in a very different way. And they seek. Do we still see the fingerprint of the Illuminati today? I'd, I'd say I'd say yes, we do. I mean, you know, if we really wanted to to delve into it, and if we're going to go down that dark rabbit hole. I think so. Are you going to start talking about COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about COVID? COVID. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, They don't have the power that you think they have. That was the Chinese Illuminati that created COVID-19. Not the one that we're talking about. I had somebody at work that said, you want to know who's behind this? Who manufactures all the masks? Uh, (laughs) You nailed it, buddy. He nailed it on the head. And if you believe that, please keep listening. It's probably true. So in 2008... uh, a website kind of appeared out of nowhere 
called the Armageddon Conspiracy. And these individuals claimed that they were the original Illuminati. Illuminati. And, you know, anybody who's looking at that could be like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's real or not. But when you start to read their material, it is mind-blowing. I mean mind-blowing. And they wrote a couple of fictional novels. They call them coded fictional novels, one of which was called The Armageddon Conspiracy. Great book. And Yeah, great <clears throat> book. And I'm telling you, I just, mi- just mind-blowing information that, right. that you have never seen before and, uh, or that if you had never been looking, you, know, you've, you, you finally find that and you're like, I've never, never heard anything like this before, but it makes so much logical sense, I can't deny it. Right. Yeah, and that, that was the main premise in the Illuminati when they first formed. They they took a lot of Christian Gnosticism and applied it to yes. the, their degrees, um, yeah. ma- mainly their third act of degrees, which is called their Mysteries degrees. Really had a lot of Christian Gnosticism tied into it. And the, and 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 the and the folks who did the Armageddon conspiracy website claimed to be cri- or not Christian but Gnostics. Gnostics, yeah. They were Gnostics. Gotcha. Uh, they wrote a series of articles, uh, mind blowing information, science, mathematics. Uh, philosophy, politics, that just made so much sense, you know, to somebody who's searching. And what it seemed to me to be, and, and we've talked about this before on a previous podcast, they seem to be creating a synthesis of all the material that came before them. Mm-hmm. Aleister Crowley, uh, Catholicism, Christianity, uh, Islam, uh, Pythagoras, mathematics, right. Freemasonry. So any philosophy that you could possibly imagine they seem to be trying to create a synthesis out of that. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I think the body of truth is quite the opposite of that. I think religions that have come, uh, philosophies that have come, movements that may have come, I think are all parts that have grown out of this body of ancient knowledge and ancient truth. Oh, definitely. I think think there's a lot, and I can say this about, uh, I don't want to... unnecessarily offend any of our listeners, but I think a lot of religions are founded by people that have discovered part of that narrative. Yeah, yeah. Part of that truth. It's kind of strange. And in the the same way that you you read that website and it blew your mind and you couldn't get out of your head, Mm -hmm. I I think people discover, when they discover true light, it so blows their mind, so rocks everything that they are to their core, uh, that it changes everything about them. And I think, to me, that is the, and, and this may take me back to my uh, religious days, but uh, truth changes who you are. Yeah. Truth yeah. is transformative. I think that's the whole point. And I, I think we, I don't know, don't think it's a secret. When we talk about the staircase, yeah. the Masonic staircase, mm-hmm. what is at the top? You know, there is a top of that staircase. It is transformative. That true light should not leave you the same as it was before. I mean, then is it any wonder we have men like Crowley uh, and founders of these great religions that I don't want to unnecessarily say to offend anybody, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you talk about Muhammad. uh, You talk about Jesus Christ. You talk about uh, Zoaster. You talk about, I mean, back all the way back. Somebody, people that it, it, it's like everyone is a is a miner, mining with a pickaxe, yeah. aiming for the truth, and one guy hits a golden nugget that shines like a star, 
and it so radically changes them, and they're the only ones that got it, and they change everybody around them. I think what you're what you're seeing though, from those kind of people, whether Muhammad, Jesus, Moses, anybody else, is branches of the tree, but the tree still has a has a trunk, has a root system, mm-hmm. and the root system is the truth, where all these other things are just uh, what you would call visions of the truth okay mm-hmm. it's just aspects of the truth it's not the light itself it's just glares of the light there is still a tree trunk of truth that that, that grows into a tree that branches out into all of these things mm-hmm. basically reaching this group of people or that group of people so that way they can see glares of the light that bring them back to the trunk essentially yeah so yeah, that's one thing that Adam Wassop wanted to do with <clears throat> the Illuminati is he wanted to pull from all these different aspects, and he wanted Illuminati to be the the point, the yeah. access to that knowledge. Like that they wanted to, they wanted to be the ones saying we have it all, the synthesis. We we have all the information, we have all the truths. Come here, and you'll find the truths. We have it all. And it's, and it's not that they're saying they're laying it out on the golden plate. So here it is. They still. That's why they really want to incorporate the Freemasonic right. bodies. Is to, you still have to search, but they, they want to be that repository for ancient knowledge. Right. And let, let me ask you a question because they obviously had a had an agenda that was political in nature. Oh yeah. Anything political is is societal control to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? I mean, do you think they came to a point? And is there a place? Uh, that I mean, there. I think everybody has come across someone that. St- not only can't think freely, but refuses to. Mm-hmm. And as much as we can talk about, we you know we want truth and light and love and love is the law and things like that. There's some people yeah. that are just not either going to care mm-hmm. or they're adamantly opposed. They're just so entrenched in whatever they had been told that you just get so frustrated and you just want to shake them and say, "This is what the truth is." You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think everybody is. Oh, yeah. Sure. Everybody's like that. It, it, is it any, to me, I can kind of identify a bit with the Illuminati saying, listen, we, we're here. We have this truth. Our whole purpose as Masons or, or whoever we are is to impact the world, to be better, to change the world, right? Mm-hmm. What are we, are we just going to sit around and hope somebody just listens to us or walks into our lodge or, you know, asks us to be illuminated one day? Or are you actually going to take control of something, take a take the bulls by bull by the horns, and actually make some some change? I mean, could they have started out with honorable intentions? Oh yeah, that I'm, led to, to horrible. I'm going uh, to say something very controversial. <laughs> go for it. Ninety percent of the popu- world's population are followers. Ten percent are leaders. And I probably it, would say it's less than that. All it takes mm-hmm. is ten percent of any population to lead the other ninety percent. In most cases. This takes 10% of the people to lead the rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's where they were going with. If we could just get to the highest positions of power and be that, be that 10%, we can lead the rest of the people. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let's, let's say we're, we're talking here on this podcast and suddenly the windows on the outside of this building burst in. Guys in black... <laughs> black SWAT uniforms plunge in and take us away and the Illuminati's been listening. Suddenly we find out it's all real, right? They are politically moving behind the scenes to make the world into the image that they are and everything is revealed that every tentacle they have is through every modicum of power 
throughout the world trying to make it into what they say is a better place. Knowing all of that, would you try to stop them or would you agree? Oh, I mean, if you uh, had if you had the chance. <laughs> no, I mean, if you had the chance. Jeffrey. They were getting, listen, you can change the world. This is how we do it. Join us or don't. Okay. Let, Some minority. I'll just tell you. Would I, you join let, them? Or have you already, Jeff? Let, <laughs> just, just let me give you a comparison in real life, and it'll give you my answer. You know, I, sometimes I play these, uh, these role-playing games such as Oblivion or Skyrim yeah. like that, yeah. and I'm going through the world. I'm the greatest guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a superhero, okay? <laughs> the people love me. And then I stumble upon a demon shrine. <laughs> Boom. Path has changed. Right, right. So I mean, yeah, if they eliminated, busted in, and took us off, and said, "Here, here's how it's all working, and here's your part in it." Absolutely. Yeah. Sign cool. me up. <laughs> Burn my fingerprints <laughs> off. Like I'm ready. So if they are listening, Jeff lives at no. It's yes, uh, I'm ready to fill out the application. <laughs> I think you know, you look at you look at the, the nomenclature, uh, particularly Illuminati means illumination, enlightenment, and so yes, absolutely. I would definitely agree with them. If they're trying to enlighten or illuminate the world, sometimes it's necessary to do specific things in order to get regular people to come along with that. So, I mean, is, is doing evil necessary to accomplish good? You know, man, <laughs> brother, uh, that's a hard question to answer because what is good and evil, essentially? You know, we've got names for it. We've got... Uh, you know, points of references that we think are good and evil, mm-hmm. but in reality, is it? Well, why does a cattle prod exist? To make the cattle. You know, <laughs> to move them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they, that had to be created because it's mm-hmm. too darn hard to yeah. make them to move without it. that cow. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, and like that stuff is touched on in like the first chapter of Morals and Dogma where it's talking about the, yeah. Oh, yeah. the rough and the rough Ashler where, you know, we're trying to right. hone human manpower mm-hmm. and move the masses. Right. I mean, that says it all right there. Yeah. That's a deep philosophical question. Like kind of, we touched on a, a couple of weeks ago, I think that, you know, when our religious discuss, discussion, you know, what is evil? What is good? But is a cattle prod evil? I, some would know. say yes. Some would say yes. I mean, yeah, some would be like, well, some it, would say no, it's a necessary no, it's tool. Necessary tool right. So, I mean, it's kind I mean, of... I guess if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, uh, then... Well, uh, you know, those... But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a greater good, too. I mean, these aren't... We often see these, um, you know, these movies of, you know... I, I mean, even like the uh, Mar- last Marvels, the Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. He said, well, but you know, half the population yeah, of the universe. Yeah, you walk out the, half the population of the universe, who, you know, peace is restored and all these right. kind of things, yeah. right? And we go, well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's, that's evil. Not, that's evil. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we killed 200,000 people in two days with two bombs. Exactly. To end oh, war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. Did we prevent millions of deaths? Of course. Yes. That was the justification. That was the justification. justification. Was that true, probably? I mean, did... I mean, We'll the, I mean that. Well, I'm, but thing is, if, if we I'm had saying, to drop you know, the bombs, wouldn't have known. Japanese, I mean, Japanese culture at that time. I mean, I mean, there was a man that held out in the Philippines till the 70s. Yeah, okay, you know what I mean? Right, a Japanese yeah. soldier that held out till then, and you know, it, it's it's extremely plausible that they would have had to go door to door in Japan and fight a brutal guerrilla war that would have lasted for decades, possibly. Yeah. We'd still be fighting it. Probably. probably. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think. 
the one of the most unforg—I mean, forgettable presidents is Harry S. Truman. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy didn't even have the decency to have a period after the middle initial. Right. Yeah, that was his middle name, <laughs> and he was a thirty-third degree Mason. And he was. He was, yeah. But very forgettable. Um, yeah. But made the most pivotal decision mm-hmm. in human history. Yeah. yeah. And if I was if I was sitting behind that resolute desk, and I have two packets sitting in front of me that one says, "Bomb them, kill two hundred thousand people." instantly yeah. and possibly save millions but you'll never know for sure if you would have saved the millions or send in american soldiers house to house to house to house for years and years to, years come. to come what would i have decided yeah That's and if question. i had decided the same the same thing that i would have had those 200,000 screaming souls in my brain for the rest of my life mm-hmm. could i say that the illuminati are evil no, not at all. No, I think it's what you see yeah, throughout it, history. Yeah, it, it's it was twisted because, like I said, at the time of when the Illuminati was founded in Bavaria, Germany, the Roman Catholic Church, and and they already had bad ties to Freemasonry. The Church did already, and so for a body to come in and say, "No, we're more illuminated than Freemasonry. Yeah. We know more than what they do." The church is going to rail against that in a heartbeat and say, yeah, that's evil. <laughs> you don't need to be oh, listening. Yeah. That's evil. So, I mean, right, right then and there, there are many labeled as evil. Well, I mean, if I were the Illuminati during that time, one of the things I would have absolutely dedicated my time to was to rendering the Roman Catholic Church powerless. Yes. And you could probably say that they did and that. And that, that's what I was, I was yeah. going to say. What, what are they <laughs> yeah. now? A giant museum with men in costumes. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they really are. no power. I mean, their their influence is now just culturally traditional, right. mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I mean, do they do good in the world? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think so. I think that a lot of them do. Sure. Very good things. Um, you know, I'd like to spend a few days in their archives. Oh, that would, would, that yeah, would do a lot of good. Would. Um, but, but, you know, y- you can say that, you can kind of say, and I asked earlier, do we see the Illuminati's fingerprint? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if the Illuminati was really good at what they do, we wouldn't know. You would never know. <laughs> well, so, well, see, that's the thing. Like, with the, with the degrees, like, I heard a guy say, Freemasonry was originally looked at as a, as a secret society. We're like, no, we're just a society that has secrets. Right. The Illuminati, you swore to silence. Yeah. So, I mean, they were the true epitome of a secret society. Like, <laughs> if, if you could have been a Freemason and an, an Illuminati, and they wouldn't, nobody would ever know you as Illuminati because so, they were sworn. Let me ask a question. This just came to my mind. I mean, Freemasonry was at a time an actual secret society. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is pretty recent occurrence that we're a society with secrets. Mm-hmm. We used to be a secret society with secrets yeah. all at the same time, yeah. just as the Illuminati purport to be. Um, do you think the Illuminati... Well, the Illuminati, according to their origin story, was after our revelation, right? Yeah, 1776. Mm-hmm. What if the coming out of Freemasonry had something to do with the formation of a new body that was going to take on that mantle of being a secret organization with secrets? Are you talking about Freemasonry becoming that thing, like the Illuminati created Freemasonry? I'm, I mean, what if there had to be a public face? <laughs> <laughs> to kind of I will tell you this, take direction away. I will tell you this that the the writers of the Armageddon conspiracy theory say that exact thing. The Illuminati created Freemasonry, not the other way around. That's a very interesting question. Very I interesting. Mean, very kind interesting of somber. I think we all just got quiet. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh. Yeah. I, I mean, and that that is one one theory. 
I mean, yeah. you can see a logical connection. Could be, could be the face. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of theories of yeah. the formation of Freemasonry that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, make just yeah. as much or more, more sense some less some sense less, yeah. than that as well. That's the thing. That's the point. You know, we seek and we want to learn. We want yeah. to know. And you have to ask these questions. I love having sessions where we come to the very end and we go, I think I'm more confused a little yeah. bit now. I've got, <laughs> but it's not confused. I, I like leaving having more questions than I came into the room it's with. It's good to have more questions and then we have more podcasts. Yeah, that's we, right. yeah. Well, I mean, and that, not only that, I mean, my favorite time, my high is, is watching something or reading something and I go, wait, what's that? Mm-hmm. And I, I get on, I pull my laptop out, I Google it, spend an hour, and I read a little bit, and I'll go, wait, wait what is that? Oh, no, I Google that. Wait, what is that? And then before you know it, I got 300 windows yeah. open. My computer's running so slow, and it's burning a hole through my lap because the RAM is, you know, pushed yeah. to it. <laughs> the <laughs> dreaded rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's not, it's not random, because everything yeah. that I've learned, everything that I read, uh, uh, comes back and yeah. informs every discussion I have. Yeah. I was having discussion today with someone about uh we were talking about financials in business um and you know oftentimes i'm called in for a very specific reason because i have a very specific set of knowledge that not everybody has and i said you know what somebody told me that i that i pushed for that i determined i was going to be in my life was they told me dan do you know what the most powerful uh information is it's the information that only you have right okay you know why? Because only you have it. Right. That's the only powerful knowledge is the, is the knowledge that you have, the information yeah. that you have, a secret per se. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know why? Because you can have 300 people trying to bash their brains out to figure something out, and they just can't. They're running up against a wall time and time and time again. And what happens when that one person who has that knowledge comes in shares it and the whole thing works the whole thing falls into place right. they're the savior they're the hero what kind of power that is yeah. do you know what i mean in all these societies they fed off that power and that's what i tell I mm-hmm. tell people listen just because i put come up with random facts here and there you think it's random but they all come together there's nothing random there's nothing worth not un, not worth learning right, right. Yeah. do you know what i mean it yeah. all informs yes everything um and and i think having discussions like this i think i'm i'm more I'm more curious now about the Illuminati than I, I think I ever have been before. I think I wasn't, very, honestly, coming into this podcast, Illuminati did not excite me in any way. You know why? Because everybody says, Illuminati. Illuminati. It's pop culture now. You know pop, I mean? It is pop culture. It's so pop culture. It's the same reason, guys, for, for, the, for better or for worse, I didn't take Spanish in high school. You know why? Everybody was taking Spanish in high school. Right. There were like six kids taking American Sign Language. Do I know any deaf people now? No. Do I know a million people that speak Spanish? Yes. Did I make a terrible decision? Yeah. But <laughs> that was the point. I didn't want to do anything that, that do the thing that everybody else wanted to do. Do you know what right. I mean? I think I think I find common ground here with everybody yeah. here too. You know, you I want to find, I want to travel that path least traveled. Do you yes. know what I mean? I want to. That's why when when I traveled overseas for those years. I hated the tourist sites. I went and saw them. You got to do them. But I liked those, the, the velvet rope dropped areas. Yeah. I liked the back door. I liked out of the way places. I liked going to the dirty and the grungy and yeah. where I couldn't talk to anybody because nobody spoke English because there weren't any tour guides. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I loved that. that. That drove something in me. 
That's what, I th- this is what this podcast is for me. I think yeah. this is what this podcast is for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the Illuminati, if it hasn't sparked something in you, uh, at least a little bit. It can be a conspiracy theory. It can be anything. Uh, if you're feeling that kind of rush and everybody else is, we want to hear from you too. Tell us. Uh, yeah. If you don't have something to say about the Illuminati, then you're you're not a listener. Right. So you're not <laughs> listening. No, no. But it's really, really, say something. We want to talk about it with you, and we're going to read you out next next uh, podcast as well. We love a lot of the questions that you guys have have. Um, have posed to us because it really sparks us. And we've had some podcasts that have been based upon some of the questions or things that people have said. Mm -hmm. And trust me, if the internet is anything for anybody, it is for the Illuminati (laughs) or to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? So uh, we want to hear from you. We're going to continue our series on secret societies. We hope you've enjoyed this. We want to hear from you. Uh, We want to know what you think. We want to know what secret society that we haven't even heard of that we should talk about. We will do the research. We will do something. We will talk about it. But we've got an exciting podcast coming up for you, too, uh, on the next one that I think you'll love. Uh, continuing on this series of secret societies and how it just sparks not just the imagination, but really down to the core of what every secret society is, the real truth. Is it out there? And what is it? Because I'll tell you what, I want to know. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope to you join us again for next time. Reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and most of all, if you want to continue listening to our podcast, reach out to us on Patreon and give us some support. So thank you so much for listening, and from all of us here at Crypto, have a good night.